0: This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by Sony and the PlayStation 4, which comes out November 15th. Greatness awaits, and I can't wait for mine. Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hello, Mr. Scott Jones. We're Hello, back
1: in Vancouver. Victor Lucas, we are back in Vancouver, but for how long? That is the Spot
0: question. For how long? Well, I'm here for at least a couple of weeks, I think. But you are going to yeah, you're New York. Yeah, you scored me on New York. Yeah, you were supposed to come I, with me. You were supposed I, I, to well, stay I've together. I've been traveling too much, and I, I, had and to I come haven't off of been on the road. I know, but I got a, I got a baby. I miss my, my daughter. I've got my problems. Your cats are fine. Man. It's not cats. Your I've cats got are other fun. things.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a relationship. Well, you, how am I going to ever fall in love? if I leave this if I'm Do never in this city you know how many city.
0: sexy cosplay ladies are you going to see in New York you have to go and talk to sexy cosplay ladies and convince one of them to move back to Vancouver to be speaking with you
1: speaking of New York City <laughs> I read this thing about Neil Patrick Harris he's on Broadway now and he is an entertainer yes he, he is he just turned 40 is so he like single he looks like he's 39 right yeah. he looks great yeah uh, but I was thinking about this Because we're performers We're on TV every day right. 24 yeah. hours yes. a day Yeah, uh, We got a radio show now We yeah. got a web show We yeah. got every fucking kind of show <laughs> <laughs> you can, Sorry, I know I'm not supposed to swear anymore <laughs> We're not swearing anymore on the podcast Oh, we are, it's fine Okay, but that one slipped in That's that's okay He does this He does yeah. these uh, like Chinese breathing exercises Before he goes on every night Okay For like 20 minutes And then he shotguns a Red Bull Boom, hits the stage Wow And sometimes we come in here we do EP in the morning, and we haven't even had coffee yet. I know, and <laughs> we it's don't hard. Have the Chinese breathing exercises. It's hard to do it without the coffee, the man. Bull.
0: Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. Sometimes so But sometimes we have to do it because we have a, a screening or something that we had to race to, and that's when the coffee comes.
1: You know, so I'm I am going to New York. You know, it's. The greatest city in the world. Yes, it is. They don't call it that for nothing. That's right. And I have been to Montreal, which was great. And yep. then I went to Tokyo, which was like science fiction. Yeah. Right? I mean, I feel like we dreamed that whole thing. I was talking to Colin, one of our guys, who went to Tokyo with us, and I said, remember when this happened? He's like, I really don't. Yeah. And I started thinking, maybe it didn't really happen.
0: We had a long time over there, and it yeah. is kind of blurry now, isn't it's it? It's all a blur. Yeah, I know. But it is a science fiction city, and there was something that I, you know, obviously everybody talks about that's a cliche about how they... Uh, it's all functional out there. But there's also a tremendous amount of form. You know, like every ounce of energy is uh, accounted for. Y- even when we walk up to the automatic doors, they don't open until you're right there. They It's don't like just the halo doors. They always take a second before yeah, but, they open. but they open... Right when the human body is going to go through, so mm-hmm. that it's not expelling extra energy and mm-hmm. extra heat or or uh, you know cooling from the building. Like, everything is thought of to be practical right. and to be sustaining and to be uh, you know efficiently spaced. I mean, we were inside of bathrooms that were literally smaller than uh, you know closets. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like honestly, like and and but it all fit and it worked. You well,
1: know. Well, the other thing I love about being there, we didn't talk about this last week from your hotel room, yeah. I can't believe we were just there. It's yeah. It seems so weird to me. And we're both suffering from jet lag horribly in ways that will go unnamed on the show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can't get to sleep at night. I can't wake up in the morning.
0: Yeah, and But uh, Grand Theft Auto Five has kept us busy.
1: But no, I'm not done with Tokyo yet. Okay. All right. okay. the, yeah. the, it's the gamification of everything. We yes. had a couple of guys from the office. Well, Jason Fairbrother and Colin. Yeah. They would go to the arcades at night. You and I were in bed and we had to put our toupees on the resting post and everything <laughs> <laughs> so we could get our sleep. <laughs> but <laughs> but They would go to the arcades, and they found a urinal that was a game. You could yeah. pee into the urinal, and you had to hit a target, and then water would come out of the nose and Dude, the we went to a screen. sushi
0: place that had a Shinkansen, uh, one of the bullet trains, deliver you the sushi. You That's used right. an iPad to choose the thing, uh, yep. which was you know, a game itself, and then there's like little cats and stuff on it, and then it, you'd press order, and then lights and bells and things would happen, and a train would come out, and, and uh, there's your sushi and it plate. Would,
1: it, would, it would make the train sound as <laughs> Came out yeah, it was amazing.
0: Fusha, 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 yeah. fusha. it was. It was really cool. Yeah, I'm glad it, to be home, though. Yeah, you know, I, I. You know what? I, I really noticed this time too that I haven't really had time to pay attention to, and I think it was the length of time that we were there. Were the buildings and the architecture and the variances of them, you know, from district to district, because we stayed in uh, Shinagawa, and we also stayed in Daiba, and we got to see, you know, obviously the giant Gundam mech, and we got to see uh, the, this sort of future, uh, it looks like the Citadel from Mass Effect in, uh, in, in Shinagawa. It's just so futuristic and cool, and I was taking pictures and little bits of video of everybody, uh, you know, rushing to get onto the subway trains and everything, and it just is, uh, it's it's unbelievably elegant how they've had to deal with this massive population in a tiny amount of space. It's mind-boggling. Well, it's the, overwhelming. The, the
1: problem is not going to go away either. No. People are making more people yeah, they all are. the time, and that yeah, city is getting more and more crowded. And speaking of intriguing cities, what about the city of
0: Los Santos? That was a surreal thing to you know, try to stay awake, because we came back on the f- last Friday. Yeah. And uh, we picked up know, Grand, yeah, and Grand, Auto, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto 5 we is the thing. We got off the plane yeah.
1: at 8.30 in the morning. We went and picked up our copies of Grand Theft Auto. Which were in the home. office, yeah. And uh, I, I, you have to. You know, load it to the hard drive, put yep. in disc two. I did that, and, and my I fell asleep chin first on my chest. No, so anyway, I did.
0: I stayed up. I was and I, I, I was right door. into it. And Franklin is just swearing up a storm and calling everybody the N word. And his buddy is just annoying. And I'm like, oh my! I just felt like the game was yelling at me. And then I'm shooting at people. And I've got I'm playing Michael for a bit, and he has terrible kids that just drove me nuts. And it's it just it was such a it was ugly. It was so ugly after the beauty and the elegance yeah. and the and the respectfulness of Tokyo. to jump into the 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 world of Grand Theft Auto V, it was like someone was shaking me, which helped me stay awake, quite frankly. Uh, and, you know, for the first chunk of the game, I was like, oh, my God, this is just not letting up. Like, I, it's not breathing. I don't really care about these, you know, th- these gross cartoon characters that are just so... A, awful, they were just awful people, but then I think after the third or fourth hour, it starts to have a little air in its lungs and it starts to breathe a bit and then Trevor comes into the picture, and he's more obnoxious than what has come, but by then you're in the, the rhythms of the game and the and the, this is a game that i it, you know it, it relentlessly abundant in choice and things to do, and even the mission structure, although it's not always perfect, uh, is way stronger than it's ever been in Grand Theft Auto. So you do feel like this fishhook pull all the way through with, uh, again, a different kind of elegance, a sort of, uh, you know, uh, you know, a violent elegance, uh, but I, I, it's riveting. It's riveting stuff, and it's just so well manufactured, you know? And you can see... You can see rock stars' patterns, and that kind of drives me nuts, too, because it's like they have a reputation to uphold as opposed to a creative, you know, uh, entity to build. Uh, But it's still irrefutably amazing. I mean, it's just something you cannot ignore this thing.
1: No, you can't ignore it, and I think that's that's the strongest thing you can say about it. You know, I, I haven't loved my time with GTA V so far, and, and maybe part of it was I wasn't part of the first wave. I didn't play it when it first came out. Right. Um, and I read a lot about it before it came out. Yeah. And, uh, Which and, is
0: a mistake, but it's hard not to because everybody's talking about well,
1: it. Well, you know, and, I, and I've really been kind of worn out with, with open world games. Mm. I, you know, I finished the first two, Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto 3 and Vice City. I played both to death, and I really haven't Felt that uh, fishhook pull to use your metaphor through San Andreas, GTA 4, uh, any of the DLC. I didn't. I I admire it, and I still admire GTA 5, and I think the writing is excellent. And I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't feel the ugliness. I didn't. I knew it was going to be ugly, maybe, and maybe I was bracing myself for the ugliness of it all. But I didn't find it ugly. Um, I just keep looking for. You know, the thing I always love about these games is when I start to feel the city as a character, and I start looking for landmarks, and I start finding my way through, not by following the map with my eyes, but by following the city itself, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm still looking at the map, which means I don't care enough about the city yet, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. could still happen. I mean, I'm still pretty early. We haven't reviewed it on the show. Yeah. We're going to get to it as soon as possible. Well, Sean we, and Marissa did a great job with their they first sure the first triad. I, yeah. mean, they, I can't believe the incredible that they got that game into their bellies and digested it and made that incredible review. Yeah, I it was re- very they, entertaining. They, they, they
0: did that. Yeah, they're, they're a pro team. They're amazing. So,
1: but speaking of uh, anti-heroes, yeah. Walter White is done. He, and, in all senses of the word, that's yeah. That's it. We're never, and that's what part of the, you know, whenever we see the finale, and if, if you haven't seen it yet, don't listen yeah. uh, to what we're going to say, but that's, whenever you see the finale of any show... There's a weird sadness that permeates every aspect of it because you're like, they didn't make any more of this. Yeah. Whatever, every second that ticks by, well, in the that last 55 minutes, this is all there's ever going to be.
0: It was the second to last episode that really affected me when he stole. That was Holly, a much better episode, and uh, or the third to last one. Yeah, the one before he went out on Those the land. Those were lamp. all better episodes. Yeah, the, it, the, I mean, that was I busted out crying because he was a desperate father that had really fucked up and had really screwed everything up to be, uh, you know, completely separated from his family and his last-ditch effort is to try to steal his baby daughter from the, the, the clutches of her mom. And I was just devastated by that. And then this, the second-to-last episode with uh, uh, him being holed up up north and he, just this desperate loneliness and, and Robert Forster giving him the chemotherapy and all that stuff was really hard. Uh, and then this was—it uh, was a nice, tidy 55-minute tying up the, you know, uh, wrapping up a bow on the whole series. I think they did a very—they uh, did it in, in a—they did have some really smart resolutions there. Um, but I think I'd, I'd gotten over the emotional hump, and I kind of had stopped really caring what yeah. happened to him because I can hear it in your voice—he's just a bastard, and he deserved every second of of uh, awful shit that happened to him. Uh, because he just, it became this monster, you know? And uh, frankly, Jesse surviving is uh, not cool for me either. Jesse deserved to be killed as well. He was also a, a heinous criminal that, that did awful things and completely abused, you know, friendships and, and uh, uh, innocent people, you know?
1: Well, mostly I'm mad at Jesse for driving through that neighborhood throwing all of his money away. Wow, so stupid. I mean,
0: it, it, it is a kind of a, a perverse thrill to dig what these criminals do and think about the ways that they're going to get away with it. And this this goes all the way back into you know early literature and through awesome movies like *Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid*. But you know, like I really started to despise this, and I think it's because we're living in a culture right now where there's so much of it in our face, and it's a post *Sopranos* mm-hmm. culture uh, where we're celebrating. Awful Attitudes and awful uh, lifestyles. Well, we're
1: not celebrating. We're well, ex- we're exploring them. I think the the, the nature of being I, a human we're being is we're we're, we're conflicted. We uh, have, yes, we are. We want to do good things, but we also can't deny the fact that sometimes we want to do some bad things. And if you're making drama,
0: it's pretty boring if you don't go into these dark places. I understand it, but we just get so much of it. And Grand Theft Auto is looped into that as but well. I, I'm
1: okay with it because yeah. I feel like that speaks to me more than watching. Well, I'm watching that Considus great uh, American Ray humor.
0: Donovan. I'm watching uh, I don't watch Dexter. That shit. I'm watching Homeland. Yeah. I'm watching, you know, Breaking Bad. There's probably a couple other You're ones. I'm not watching Breaking that, Bad anymore. Well, I was. Mad Men is filled with just disgusting people. I mean, it it just feels like, like, are there, like, who are the virtuous characters out there? Listen, who, who
1: really uh, can we get behind? We'll talk and, about that. And another, another one. Another right. one. Yeah. I was disappointed by the finale. Yeah. I knew I was going to be disappointed. It's a hard act to follow. You can't, yeah. you, t- you know, I'll tell you what. I, It's incredible what Vince Gilligan did to sustain this character over five seasons, five and a half seasons, however long they did it. And you know what? They quit while they were ahead because he could have put it in cruise control and done two more seasons. Oh, easily. 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 Because there was more stuff there to unpack. There there were more storylines to explore. I don't know, though. They got out while they were ahead. And I'll tell you what. This last episode... Felt perfunctory, You're right. and it felt like a shopping list to me. It felt like you yeah. need to do this, 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 and this, and all of the art, which is all I've ever loved about Breaking Bad—the yeah. weird shit with the imagery and the plane crash and the po- like—all that that was gone from the last episode. There's no time for art. All we had was time sure to just was wrap everything.
0: Convenient up. that the neo Nazis were all huddled together in the exact same place well, for the automated like, gun like to take them all There were so out. many
1: dr- melodramatic moments that that yeah. they had to create because yeah. they had to give fans what they wanted, right. and you could feel. And that's what I didn't like about it. I could feel the creators of the show wanting to make sure that fans walked away happy, and yeah. that makes me unhappy. I right. wanted Vince Gilligan to do what he wanted to yeah, do, and it, not worry about it. Lo-
0: it's a logically smart, intelligent episode, but it didn't resonate with the same emotional truths that it had before, and at the end result is that you are, uh, in your mind, you're like, okay, well that makes sense, it's all done, but you walk away I'm forgetting it already. Yeah, and you also walk away a little sad and disappointed at the end. It didn't make me feel good. It made me Feel like okay, that was an excellent series overall, but right. I wasn't. It was. There's no uplift. But I think at, it's, at any, I think it's at, almost
1: asking him to deliver a finale yeah. that had that artfulness to right. it, that maybe ended in a more ambiguous place. I, I don't know. I still think that the finale of The Sopranos, we will always talk about that. Well,
0: dude, I think we need to do a, a whole show dedicated to our favorite finales. Uh, but right now, it is time to switch Different back. Finales, I like that. Yeah, it's time to switch back to video games, right. and specifically a concert tour celebrating video games. One in particular, it's The Legend of Zelda. There is a kick-ass concert series out there called The Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddesses. It's about to go on its second quest, and we are here with Jason Michael Paul, who is the executive oh, producer yeah. of this concert series. First of all, congratulations, Jason, on uh, launching the series and having it be so well attended that you are working with nintendo to bring it back to people
2: yeah i just it's uh it's coming back to vancouver for the second time in two years and um as if the first quest wasn't enough one or second quest like you had said and uh we're really excited except for this time we're coming with new material uh wind waker hd um you know uh, skyward sword we're also performing the show with the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, which is a great orchestra. And it's at, your, it's at the Orpheum again.
0: What, what is it about Zelda that uh, you can do a whole show around the franchise? You know, every other video game tour that we see out there, you have to have a whole bunch of different types of music. Yeah, but with Zelda, like, like you like
1: that video game, slide, live, which is well, good. Video games I live. haven't seen it, but and, I've heard it's you,
0: good. And uh, Jason worked with Square in the past. But what is it about Zelda that makes it uh, accessible for, uh, you know, everybody? And there's enough sort of music in, that, in the franchise. To, to make it good and work for everyone.
2: Yeah, well, uh, you know, this is a uh, franchise that spans over 27 years, so um, you you get you get a lot to pull from, you know, and what is, I think it's over 15 titles or 15 games that have been released. Um, so, you know, and Koji Kondo is a genius, you know, quite frankly. And so we, we've had a lot of fun working with Chad Sider, my music director, and also uh, Jaron Moore, my uh, lead producer. And we've we've been just kind of playing, you know, pulling pulling what we like, um, getting uh, feedback from the fans. Um, what's unique about this show that Chad Sider's done is he's he's pretty much kind of treated it as a Hollywood project. He's responsible for he did Ratatouille, um, you know, The Incredibles, a lot of work. He worked uh, under Michael Giacchino, and um, you know, so he he really he knows the franchise inside and out, and so he's really been able to deliver. Um, a very unique uh, musical experience of Legend of Zelda and what's unique about the show too, it's the first time a symphony, a four movement symphony has ever been performed that's dedicated to a franchise like the Legend of Zelda so um, it's, it's just it's, it's really cool and, um, and what we've done is uh, what's, we, we've actually created the music so that it's in total sync with the, the visuals Oh, there's oh. visuals! So there's
1: like a big screen?
2: Yeah, so we oh, have. Oh, I gotta see this thing We have an 18 by 30 foot screen, it's huge. It's a a giant screen and we have just, you know, the visual, it's like little mini movies of Zelda. So just imagine like, kind of how you always imagine the music from Zelda could sound if you had like a real orchestra performing it. Um, This is what it is, except for the backdrop is the visuals from the game. And it's just, it's, it's cool.
1: Now, I would imagine that uh, a lot of the fans get really excited, maybe a little too excited. Uh, have, do people usually, I mean, what's their routine when they show up for these concerts? Are they dressed as, uh, as Princess Zelda and as the, the young boy Zelda? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Link?
2: Link, not young boy Zelda. <laughs> you screwed so, it all up. There's <laughs> men, you know, our age that are coming in costumes. I mean, Really? Yeah, the only people who dress up in costumes. It's Cosplay is a big thing. Usually Princess Zelda, Ganon, uh, or, you know, Link. Oh, Ganon. Who would think to dress up as Ganon? That's
0: awesome. And you're using, you know, symphony orchestra, you know, people, real sort of accomplished professional musicians. What do they think about all of this crazy video game stuff? Do they have a good time with it, or Ooh, does it yeah, kind of freak right. them wouldn't, out a bit?
1: Wouldn't they rather be playing uh, Tchaikovsky's Overtures? Right. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they, they actually,
2: once once they start, you know, once they do it, there's no turning back at that point, and then they kind of embrace it. They see what this could mean to the future of orchestras, and you know, you can't run away from success, you know, and the fact of the matter is this is a whole new audience that's coming into these venues. The VSO, I mean, really, like, they, they don't get this young of a crowd, and um, right. you know, as enthusiastic of a crowd, so it just really breathes new light, life into these orchestras.
0: That's great. Now, Koji Kondo has created a whole bunch of fantastic music over the years, but he's always been, uh, you know, kind of limited in the voices that he uses because he's always been mm-hmm. a, a MIDI composer. He's always built for cartridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sort of stayed true even up into the Wii year. I think Skyward Sword is probably the most sumptuous soundtrack of all the Zelda mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. But do you think the concert tour is kind of inspired he and his musical team to kind of reach a little bit further and to start using more
2: uh, symphony kind of scores with their music? That's the hope. Um, yeah. we, we, my company was responsible for producing and uh, doing the recording the orchestral CD that accompanied the Skyward Sword release. Right. Um, so and we also did uh, a full 3D um, HD presentation that we recorded at the, when we were doing the recording. Really cool. Um, and so yeah, I would hope that we can Koji Kondo can continue to use, um, you know, an orchestra to really deliver the soundtrack for these games. You know, I mean, a lot of other uh, comp- composers um, are starting to do that, and it's starting to catch on. And you just get a better product. You know, you get a, be- a more. Uh, a- it's just a better sound, you get a better product, it's a more uh, genuine experience, it's, uh, so that's the hope.
1: Well, Do you ever have people who uh, maybe they bought tickets thinking they were going to see a traditional symphony that night, you know, maybe like uh, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. In. Howell, you know, with <laughs> monocles in, and they're like, oh boy, we thought we were going to see some Schubert, and then they get up and leave? Yeah, uh, there's been, I, I, you know, I'm not always going to, I'm
2: not going to kid you, you know, some people have not really appreciated it, but most yeah. people are not really our fans. Those aren't the people that we're playing for. Yeah. Um, they're very isolated. Um, but yeah, some people have stumbled into the wrong environment. And then on the opposite end of that, i have people that have just, they were visiting a city and they just decided to go to a concert with the orchestra and they just happened to go and see this show. And and I get, those are the type of letters that I get from fans. Where like, have just... Wow, we stumbled in this venue not knowing what to expect, and mm-hmm. we walked away with this not only this uh, this finer appreciation for video games, but also particularly the Legend of Zelda.
0: You've been here before. You're coming on October sixteenth. You've been to Vancouver before. You've traveled across Canada. Tell us about some of these, uh, you know, places that you visited. Uh, where have you been in the world? And who was the most surprising audience to play for? Edmonton,
1: probably. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nah. you know, I mean, I love I love Canada. So I mean, Toronto is an amazing audience Montreal um, they sang like hockey chants at the encore you know it's kind of <laughs> crazy um, that was cool I mean the, the, the crowd was rocking and they were really into it um, but surprisingly Latin America Mexico is mm. one of the craziest uh, they're just they're amazingly enthusiastic and um, you know they've shown us a lot of love you know um, more recently but no Canada you know those I think Montreal was the most memorable I think just the response from those fans, it was seriously like being at a hockey game.
1: Oh man, they are pa- passionate Canadians. Well, then they love video games in Montreal. That's true. Obviously. They, and they're right? artists, yeah. and they like to emote, yes. so all of it adds up to crazy response from the audience. I have to ask you a question though. Yeah. You're on the road a lot. I mean, you're basically a rock star. What sort of groupies do you guys get <laughs> outside of the stage door? Do you have People waiting for you, ready to service? Zeldas. <laughs> Zeldas and young boy Link's. And oh, come
2: on. <laughs> young boy
1: Zeldas. Oh, man. Oh,
2: Inappropriate. Just say, let's, just, let's just say we're
1: classy. <laughs> okay, that's good. Do you just want to leave it at that? Yeah. No stories? Pa- It'll all come out in your memoir?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the groupies will write a
1: book. No. Now, have you
0: traveled through Japan? What, is, you know, what have the Japanese audiences thought of uh, the Zelda music like this?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I did a show with the uh Nintendo mm. in Tokyo in commemoration of the twenty fifth anniversary and you know, it's it's like night and day, you know. I, I'm I, I'm very familiar with Japanese culture. I used to live in Tokyo and I speak Japanese and read and write and um awesome. you know, it's, it just, it's just it's just it's it's one of those things where um <laughs> it's just culturally we're so different. It's like very cold and very quiet and there's very little applause and you know, it's just you know, it's so you can't really gauge the response, you know, no. it's like, it's just like, yeah, I think they appreciate it, but you don't really know Whereas in, in America and other parts of the world, you know, they fully appreciate it. Um, and, and applause is obviously one of those things they appreciate it by. They're not a quiet crowd, the more enthusiastic they are, the more it seems like they appreciate it. So.
1: Well, we just got back from, from Tokyo, we were there for 10 Thanks. days working yep. on a project and uh, maybe you can explain this for me, but uh, all the cab drivers wear white gloves, why? I-
2: well, there's also a lot of cab drivers that wear masks as well.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just the surgical and, mask. And, and yeah. don't you don't open the door for yourself. They actually open it for you. No, I, clo- I closed my door by accident, yeah. and I, I got
0: like, our hands slapped. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was bad. Um,
1: No, they wear white gloves
2: because they're they're very conscious. uh, They're conscious of uh, germs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and they
0: they you know the people there seem to be really compassionate and really considerate of other people.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That's classic. Yeah, it's classic. You know, we it's do seem to... They want to be cool. No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> they would just wear one white glove then if they wanted to be cool. But, but listen, if, uh, you know, like we have entered a really strange period in, in pop culture when it comes to video game music because um, I feel like we've gotten to a point, now I've gotten to a point where on my iTunes playlist I have a number of Koji Kondo tunes that yeah. will just sort of get woven into the fabric of all of my playlists going forward. And I think that, I mean, what's maybe happened here is enough time has elapsed since 1986 and 1987 when all of those tunes have you know we kind of they kind of have that nostalgic glow about them now right
2: yeah Um, (laughs) you're rolling but i kind of i kind of missed
1: that okay Um, it wasn't very interesting anyway
2: i kind of missed that only because i got a little sidetracked oh what Um, happened are you trying to tweet I'm sorry. No, I didn't tweet. I, I I
1: sincerely apologize.
2: That's okay. Ask it again. Please oh, ask it again. I, 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 are I, we I,
0: okay? Here we go. Ask it again. Please.
1: Will you ever do a Punch Out tour?
0: <laughs>
2: what?
1: Punch Out. Punch Out. <laughs> yeah, there's great music in Punch Out. Was that Koji Kondo as well?
2: You know, Probably. I'm gonna. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. There's a bar in San Francisco called Soda Popinski. Oh no! Really? Would you go there? Would I they go there? Would I what say the last part? Did you go there based on that name alone? Yes. Why not? Well, then there's your answer. I would do uh, Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. Uh, concert. Oh, how exciting would that be? King well, it, Hippo's theme.
0: Yeah, and that's what, that's my question. Uh, you've done, uh, you know, a tour with Square and you worked with a very strict, you know, uh, Japanese company. You got to work with all the Final Fantasy themes and all that. Now you've worked with Nintendo and you've cracked through some of the barriers there and you've probably got to know some of the people in Kyoto, which is unbelievably cool. Uh but what what do you want to do now? Are there other video game tours that you want to build and, and uh, tours? yeah, yeah and like where how, how do you improve on Zelda or Remus where do you goes
1: to camp 2 on ice? Yeah, how do
0: you get how do you get a better deal
2: than a Zelda concert tour? Uh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, I actually do have another project in the works um that actually's kicking off in Omaha, Nebraska um Actually, the same day as another show that I have in Edmonton, October twelfth. Yeah. So um, it's with the Omaha Symphony, and I basically did a reboot of a show that I had created previously. That is, that is actually performed in Vancouver before at the Orpheum. It was called Play, but this is actually called Replay: Symphony of Heroes. And um, I'm really proud of it. It's it's uh, it's based on uh, Campbell's monomyth, and it's it's taking you on the journey of a hero. So it's taking you through the 17 uh, journeys, if you will. And what I'm doing is I'm using video games to kind of tell this story. Cool. Um, So like the call to arms or, you know, and I'm taking these games to really tell that and using the arts and the visuals um, and also the music to really tell that story. And I have, I hired a narrator from the game Dear Esther, which is a pretty wildly Mm. popular independent video game. and uh, he's actually providing the voice and the narration as he takes you on this journey.
0: So s- yeah. symphonies around video games, although they're relatively new, a- and we've covered a lot of them, we've got a long way to go, I guess.
2: There's a lot more to do. There's a lot more ground to cover. I think there's there's an infinite amount of potential with video games um, in terms of being a pop art Um, Hmm. phenomenon, uh, musical phenomenon. I think uh, I've really only touched the surface in 2004 when I started this and um, I'm hopeful that it'll continue to grow and the venues will get bigger, the audiences will grow and um, you know, more and more gaming companies will get behind this because to me, this is the perfect bridge to, um, to target an audience and it's, it's, it's apprecii- It's a, showing your appreciation through the music and the visuals by giving this concert to the fans. Well, so
0: you also bring kind of like a little mini festival, I guess, with every time, every time you bring this out. And, it be, you know, video gamers are becoming increasingly, uh, you know, closed in and downloading their software. So this is a way to kind of gather a community, I guess, right?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's just like Star Wars or any other uh, pop, popular franchise, you know. I mean, there's concerts about it. Well, why not have a concert about a video, games, uh, video game?
0: Scott and I have worked out a little musical piece. Can you put us into the show? Ready? One, two, three.
1: Ah. No, the serious question is, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about your musical background. What musically brought you up into to this moment in time that made you qualified to be able to be in charge of a project of this scope? And also, what kind of gamer are you? Are you, uh, you know, when you were a kid, what kind of games were you playing? What kind of games are you playing now? Yeah. Um, I'll start from the beginning. I, I played instruments as a kid.
2: Um, I studied piano. I studied guitar. I studied. Um, I studied percussion. Um, and uh, at a young age, 23, I actually started working with Luciano Pavarotti and the Three Tenors. Oh wow! Uh, and staging their concerts worldwide. Well,
0: not too bad. <laughs> started at the bottom. Not then. too shabby.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So that's kind of what really lent to me. Uh, being able to do these types of productions and pulling them off. I worked with large orchestras, I worked with soloists. Um, I was very fortunate um, and that that was really what helped me in my career and all the while I was also working in the video game industry. So I was doing, um, I was working with Sony PlayStation primarily out of Foster City, um, which the company that I had uh, signed on to out of college when I was 21 was... Um, Uh, Doing environmental design and environmental media and handling all the trade shows and all the special events for Playstations when they had a lot of money, you know, they were throwing big events every year a lot Good old times, you know, yeah, Um, so we were the company responsible for handling all that And so I kind of combined those experiences with this, you know, opera and classical music and then I came up with the concept in 2004 and kind of was nurturing a relationship with Square Enix had a very strong interest in gaming of course, but also music um, and thought this would be a perfect bridge to do that, and, um, and so uh, my gaming, you know, obviously I, would, I was doing a lot of projects for Square Enix, Kingdom Hearts and things like that, so, you know, as far as a research, um, doing research and, and taking the games home with me and, and, and playing, um, that was the extent of my playing uh, when I was an adult or a young adult and still to this day. Um, But I've I've obviously played a ton of, you know, games, um, much, much more when I was younger, of course, you know, between the ages of like eight and, you know, I would say (laughs) 21. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, like just be in the dorm rooms, you know, I remember a lot of NBA jams, you know. Contra when I was younger, Castlevania, you uh, know, Legend of Zelda. Um, this guy's got good taste. Well,
0: and it's awesome that you turn your passion into your job, which is kind of what you and I have done as well. Which is we which have. is which is great, right? I mean, this is uh, it's a it's an amazing industry that allows people a million different ways in, and you found a very unique one. Tried to, yeah.
1: Think of all the people out there who do not let their freak flags fly yeah. every day the way that we do and yeah. that and that you do. Yeah, and they're the ones who buy tickets and come to the That's concert right. and I dress up as young young boy Zelda. Yeah, and they it's, let it out Link. for
0: one night. It's not young boy Zelda. <laughs> Jason, I wish you could reach across the TV and bitch slap him. That would be awesome. That would be nice. Uh, But listen, the concert is coming uh, to Vancouver on October 16th. And then you have dates all the way across Canada. Yeah, we're going to go. I'm going to be there. And uh, you also, uh, you've got, you know, you keep on touring. So where should people go to find out more about the concert?
2: Well, uh, you can go to the website, www.zelda.com. Hyphen symphony.com It's a terrible uh, website. <laughs> it's hyphen.
0: Well, it's all right.
1: symphonycom get, get, uh, get some underscores in there and some, <laughs> some ampersands.
2: <laughs> and it's, you know, it is what it is. But that'll be a perfect. That'll be a great listing. You know, we also have shows um, in Calgary and also in Edmonton, uh, the neighboring province. So, gotta give some love to Alberta as well. You know.
0: Awesome. Sure. Is it still going through the states as well? We have a lot of uh,
2: viewers and listeners in the states too. We just came off a show in Toronto, and uh, we were in Montreal earlier in the year. So it's only uh, Canada. Are you going to the U.S.? Oh, yeah, we were, we're pretty busy. Uh, oh. Stops including New York, uh, oh. Boston, Chicago, uh, San Jose, California. Um, you know, we just did a show in Seattle. Um, you know, we're 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 definitely busy. We're gonna be we're gonna be touring the country. So
0: awesome. Well, I guess people need to slap uh, Zelda a link between worlds into the 3ds. Put it in their pocket. Put on their link caps and head to the uh, to yeah. the concert. You and go dress catch as us. Uh,
1: old lady Zelda. I'll dress as young young man yeah. Zelda. There, and we'll it's be not, it's link. We'll be there's at no, the concert. We're there's no see young you man Zelda. <laughs> We'll the front row. It's like he doesn't pay and attention. And he's growing
0: up. Man. He's,
2: he's, he's, kind of, he's, he's been growing up a little
0: bit. Uh, Jason, it's been awesome to have you on the
2: show. I like it. You guys are great. Keep up the good work.
0: So that was a ton of fun to talk with uh, <laughs> Jason Paul Michael. He is a cool guy, and he has uh, built something pretty gotta, magical there. I got to
1: Facebook that guy, and I am definitely going to be up all night uh-huh. sewing together my young Zelda boy costume. It's not the He's not Zelda to, boy. I'm sorry. I won't it's a
0: terrible. That that. He, he's Link. He's got his own name. He's got his own identity. You're
1: taking that away from him. I know him. You're who Link is. Him I want to go identity. home and play Skyward Sword. It
0: is weird that it is called Zelda and it's Link as the star. Why is that?
1: Well, she, you know, she was a big part of the Wind Waker. Yeah. And she's not really been much of a part of any of the other games. Yeah. But she deserves more She deserves her own game. This is supposedly her game. Yeah, well, the,
0: the women of Nintendo need their own titles. They don't call
1: it Young Boy Zelda.
0: I think it's because he's Link. that would be weird if they called it Young Boy Zelda
1: right I'm confused and and wait a
0: sec if they well you know what they could have a female link they could just roll reverse everything that'd be awesome so
1: I'm going to New York Comic Con and uh, do you want me to say hello to anybody Uh,
0: say hello to all the Batmen Okay, All right. just sure walk will, up and say, be there. "Hey, Batman!" Vic says hi.
1: Oh, I'm not the one wearing <laughs> hockey pants.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We will be back next week we with will. a new episode of Vic's Basement. That's right. You can count on it. and, and Listen, who knows
1: where, we're, where we'll be? Stitcher.
0: Anyway, right? Yeah, we're on Stitcher. Right. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on our VicksBasement.com right. website. You can
1: follow Vic at, at VictorLucas_YoungBoyZelda. underscore YoungboyZelda. No,
0: no, it's just Victor underscore Lucas. Yeah. Don't okay. look for YoungboyZelda. <laughs> you will be disappointed by what you will find.
1: Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Once again, thank you to Sony and the PlayStation 4 for supporting Vic's Basement. You guys rock.